we say that the month of June is a month of fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. The word fruitfulness means abundance, plenty, increase, to gain. I love this one. To be full of fruits. Praise God. That's what we're expecting this very month. You know, we read in Genesis 1, 28, that in the beginning, God blessed us and he said, hey, be fruitful. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. God blessed them. God empowered them. God put the seed in them. Now he said, out of that seed, bring fruit from the seed that I've put on the inside of you. I want you to know that the seed to be fruitful is already in you. Hallelujah. God has already planted that seed within us as Christ's followers. That seed is already in us. And I love Genesis 9, 7. You know, Genesis chapter 9, verse number 7. After Noah came out of the situation, he said, now, this is what God said to him, be fruitful and multiply. I speak over you and on our online church in the month of June, be fruitful and multiply in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come and say a better amen this morning, church. If God said it to Noah, you are not connected to the same God that Noah served. And he said to him, be fruitful and multiply. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 7 from 12 to 14 in the New King James Version, Deuteronomy chapter 7 from verse number 12. I think we're having some technical difficulties. So uh, if you have your Bible, you can just turn there this morning. Okay, there we are. Then it shall come to pass because you listen to this judgment and keep and do them. That the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all peoples. Can I get an amen this morning, church? There shall not be a male or female bearing among you, among your livestock. Can I get an amen, church? Amen. amen. That seems to me that God is saying he has made everything possible for you and I to bear fruit. Amen. 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 So you have to make up your mind that the month of June, as the word has gone forth, is my most productive and my most fruitful month. Another word for uh, fruitfulness is to get result. Hallelujah. It's to get result. In other words, God wants you and I to get result in every areas of our lives. Hallelujah. And so there are three areas I want to focus on. Three areas that God wants you to be fruitful. That God, I want you to keep in mind for the month of June. I want you to release your faith in this very area. That the month of June, you are going to see fruits in this area. You're going to see results in this area. You're going to see increase in this area. You're going to see plenty in this very area. Amen. So God has made provision. You know, what, during the worship, in our list, I was reading this scripture again. Uh, Third John chapter 1 verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may do what? Prosper and be in good health. Well, while I was meditating, the Lord said to me, well, beloved, I wish above all things that you may be fruitful. 
in every areas of your life. Come on, repeat after me. In the month of June, I am fruitful in every area of my life. Come on, say, I'm seeing results like never before. Areas where I've not been getting results in this six months. Come on, say, in this six months, I am seeing an unusual result in that area. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So three areas I want to uh, challenge you. I want you to keep in front of you. That you should be releasing your faith to see resulting. The first area is in John chapter 15 verse number 16. Uh, this is Jesus speaking. He says, you have not chosen me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and do what church? Produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name so number one the first area that god wants us to bear fruit or to be fruitful is in the area of soul winning ah, your enthusiasm overwhelms me yeah the areas of of soul winning here's what i realized that the day you you got born again there is a number of soul god has already appointed for you to win for him for the life he has given you for the breath and everything he's giving you he, there are expectations there are a number of for some people theirs is a thousand souls for their lifetime others is a hundred others is ten thousand others is five hundred but for every born again believer there is a specific number of souls god wants you to win for him before you leave planet earth and so by you just relying on the evangelism team, evangelism team, where well, they can't do your job. Well, evangelism go out, go out. No, you are the evangelism team. The whole church is the evangelism team. Are you with me this morning, church? So it's so, it's, well, I don't have that gift. Well, that's not my area. No, 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 no. You don't have that right to say I'm not because of the great commission. Jesus called the whole, all of them and said, hey, go ye into all the world. And preach the gospel. So all of us are supposed to be bearing fruit. This is one area where many believers are not taking responsibility in. They are surrendering it or they are outsourcing it to other people and say, well, they will do that. I don't have that gift. God understands me. No, 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 no. There's a number of people that God expects you to win for him through, for the life he has given you. I pray that your life will not be lived in vain without reaching the people he called you to reach. And I pray for you that in the month of June, the men and women he has ordained to come to know him through you, they will come to know him in the name of Jesus. So he said, I chose you to go and be a fruit. I chose you to be fruitful, to produce results in this area. A lot of believers year after year, month after month, they go on without ever somebody coming to know Jesus Christ through them. You know, look at you right now. Who today is serving God because of you? Who is it that you can point and say, look, this person came through my effort, through my reaching them, through my inviting them to church, through my sharing the gospel with them. In other words, this is somebody I can put my hands and say, this is my spiritual daughter. This is my spiritual son. And a lot of times people are always concerned about having fruit of the womb. But fruitfulness is not just about having babies. It's also about having spiritual babies. Same people come to know Jesus Christ 
is our, the best way to live our lives is to use it to bring people to come to know him. This is the, 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 the biggest thing in the heart of God. He wants you to be fruitful in the area of soul winning. Amen. Folks, you are all, I think it's uh, uh, one of these veteran preachers. Uh, uh, I, I'm seeing him now, but I can't remember his name. He's an African-American guy. He's gone to be with the Lord. He says something. He said, you are all God has. You are all God's God. And then he asks a question. Is he in trouble? If you, are, if you and I are all God has, is God in trouble, but we're not doing what we're called to do. Folks, this is our responsibility. This, we cannot go away from it. This is our calling. This is why we exist. This is why he woke you up this very morning. I pray that you and I will not fail him in this very area. And every day on our jobs, in our neighborhood, among our family members, God always brings opportunities in our way through conversation. There are always openings that God brings across our path, but we are not being sensitive. We are not paying attention that this is this is a God moment. This is an opportunity for me to bring in Jesus, for me to introduce this very person to Jesus Christ. You know when people come to you telling you of their problem, that is an opportunity for us to point them to Jesus Christ. When people go through divorce, when people lose a job, when people are going through a tough time, these are opportunities that God has designed to bring people to come to know him. When people are in the place where they are vulnerable, where they are weak, a death of a loved one, or, or one thing or the other. These are all orchestrated opportunities by the Holy Spirit for us to key in and bring people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know what I pray for you this very moment? That the Holy Spirit will open up your eyes and sensitize you to recognize a God moment to bring people to know him. Amen. Come on, say a better amen this morning, church. So that's our assignment, all of us. You can say, well, that's not my area. No, it's all of our areas. You know, when I look at the life of the disciples, what was it that possessed this guy to be willing to die and to suffer and to be crucified upside down, to be beaten, to be persecuted, to go in hunger and suffering? What was, what was driving them? What was it that possessed them to be willing to give their all? They left everything on the table. Well, it's because they encountered Jesus and after the resurrection, they decided, we can't keep quiet. This is the only way people are going to come to know God. Do you know that, uh, here is the question I want to ask you. Is heaven real? Is hell real? But then if heaven is real, if hell is real, then our approach to it is so like a desert. If anybody dies here, closes their eyes on this side of earth without the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that is the worst thing that can happen to anybody. And God has given us the opportunity. What am I doing this morning? I'm reminding you that we need to get up and be about our father's business. It is the business of inviting people to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is the knowledge to let them know that God is not mad at you, but he has made provision for you to spend the rest of your life with him. Hallelujah. When I think about hell, hell is not uh, like 10 years. You know, you, you know, after 100 years, you know, you have probation. You can get out. There's nothing like that. Everybody we meet today, they are hurting, they are dying, 
They are slipping into eternity without a relationship with Jesus Christ. And this is an area where God wants us to be fruitful, to bear result. And I want you to really think through this. When you look back, who will you say today is born again or they are serving God because of you? Because you pursued them. Because you invited them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And they are serving God today because of you. I pray in this very month and in this area, we will not be barring in soul winning, but that we are fruitful in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 5, it talks about the vine. God made every provision for the vine to produce result. In Isaiah chapter 5, from 1 down to 4. He said, now I will sing for the one I love. A song about his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a ridge and a fertile hill. He plowed the land, cleared his stones, and planted it with the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower and carved the wine press in the nearby rocks. Then he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes. But the grapes that grew were what church? What is this? God say, I made every provision. I did everything that this vine will need to be able to produce. I fertilized it. I exposed it to sunlight. I caused rain to fall on it. So I gave it the best opportunity to produce optimum yield. Instead, it produced just bitter grapes. And I think that's you and I. God has he's been so good to us. He's given us jobs. He's given us strength. He's given us divine health. He's opened up doors. He's put a roof over our heads. We, do, we have cars. We have clothes. We have the best of everything. And God said, but the reason why I made all these things available for you was to enhance your assignment, was to, to provide the things you need so you can go on and produce fruits. May we not be like this very vine that God did everything and at the end of the day, he did not produce anything. You know? So God is saying, but I've blessed you. I've given you a good job. I've given you automobile. I've given you houses. I've given you money. I've given you opportunity. I've saved you. Your name is written in the book of life. I've given you everything you will ever need. What more? Do I need to do it for you? What, what do I need to do now to cause you to be productive and to be fruitful? I pray that what God has done in us will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Here is the second area that needs us to be meditating on. So this very month of June, we need to begin to believe God. Somebody must come to know God because of me in the month of June. Are you in faith with me this morning, church? That somebody is going to come to be born again this month because of my effort. In other words, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to release my faith. I'm going to partner with the Holy Spirit. That through me and the union with the Holy Spirit, somebody will come to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in the month of June. Are you in faith with me this morning, church? So the second area that I want you to be in faith for is in the area of bearing the fruit of the Spirit. God wants you to bear the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. God wants you to produce fruit when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. You know? Uh, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Uh, there are Galatians chapter 5 from verse number 22. There are nine of them. Another way to describe them is the character of Jesus Christ. But the fruit 
of the, the Spirit. In other words, as a result of what the Holy Spirit has done inside you, as a result of the work God has done in you, here are the fruits that should be coming out. So, the Holy Spirit, God did the work in you. Now, he wants that work to begin to be made manifest on the outside. You know, he's done a work in your heart. He's done a work in your life, in you. He said, I want that work to begin to produce fruit. And he lists them as love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So he's saying that in this area, we should be producing fruits in this very area. And here's what I've discovered. From time to time, the Holy Spirit, out of these nine fruits, will alert your spirit to let you know where you are lacking in this very area. He will come to you and say, look here, you know what? You are lacking in the fruit of love. You are not, you are not being nice right now. You are not walking in love right now to us other people. I say, but I'm in you and I want to produce the fruit of love. One of the job of the Holy Spirit is to correct us. The Holy Spirit is the corrector. He corrects the believer. What area does he correct us in? In our character. That's where he corrects us. He tells you, you are not being loving right now. You are not being kind right now. You are not being gentle right now. There is no self-control in your life right now. You are, you are not operating in peace. You are not operating in the joy that I bring. God wants us to bear fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Say amen. In Matthew chapter 3 verse number 8. Matthew chapter 3. He said, prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. And one of the ways we, we prove. In other words, if I've done a work in you, let your life line up with the work I've done on the inside of you. Let there be a synergy. Let there be an agreement. Then in Galatians chapter 3, verse number 27. Galatians 3, 27. It says, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ. Like putting on new clothes. All that have been united. See, these nine fruits of the Spirit, they are like nine clothes. There is the jacket of joy. <laughs> There is a suit of peace. There is the gown of love. He said, put on Christ. When you begin to, these nine fruits of the Spirit, he said, you put them on. You put on Christ. And this is intentional. This is deliberate. You have to make up your mind. You know what? I'm going to walk in love regardless of what happens. No matter who offended me, who made me angry, I will walk in love. Hallelujah. Our, our union with Christ should produce these qualities or characteristics. As we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, he will enable and empower us to produce this fruit. One of the job of the Holy Spirit is to correct us. To correct us, to make us look like Jesus Christ in Colossians chapter 2 verse number 7. Colossians chapter 2 verse number 7 says, let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let your roots grow down into him and let your life be built on him. This is, this is where the rubber meets the road. You know, many of the areas where people are struggling 
It's in this nine fruits of the spirit. I, I was, somebody was getting married and I said to, to them, I said, well, you know, when you get married, the first season of your marriage or the first year or two years of your marriage is the adjustment period. And during the adjustment period, your adjustment can be rocky or it can be smooth. But what causes it to be rocky? If the, if the man and the woman have not developed in the fruit of the spirit, that is going to be very, very rocky. And that's the time people get divorced. That's the time people go their separate ways. Why? Because they've not taken time to develop in the fruit of the spirit. Do you know that there's no other place where the fruit of the spirit is so needed than in the family. Not just in the family, well, the natural family, but also the spiritual family, the household of God. Because you live with these people, you interact with them, they make you angry, they offend you, they, and all kinds of things that happen, that's where we, we, we find out whether this person is developed or they are not developed. And folks, when we say maturity, maturity is not about how many scriptures you can quote. It's not how, how many scriptures you've memorized. Maturity is how much of Jesus Christ have you taken? How much of his character are you exemplifying? Are you living out? And that's what this is all about. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 1 verse number 9 in the Passion Translation. Philippians chapter 1 verse number 9 uh, tells us something that we are supposed to abound he said, I continue to pray for your love. To do what? To grow and increase beyond measure. Bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insight in all things. Paul is praying for the Philippians church. If he can pray for the Philippians church, well, I can pray for the Lithonian church. Glory to God. That the Lithonian church will abound more and more in our love for God and for each other. Can I get an amen this morning, church? That should be part of our prayer meeting. Lord, cause us to abound in love. Cause us to grow in love. Love for you. Love for one another. Love for you and love for the brethren. That was the, the prayer of Paul for the church at Ephesus. That in our love walk, in our relationship with God, we will grow more and more. So the number one area God wants you to produce fruit is in the area of what church? Soul winning. The second area is in what area? The fruit of the spirit. Taking on the personality and the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we are not being gentle to one another in our families or in our spiritual form. Sometimes we are not patient with one another. Sometimes we rush to judgment. Sometimes we are not walking in love. We are not long-suffering towards one another. And the Holy Spirit will check you and correct you. That's his job. Are you with me this morning, church? See, you are not being very kind right now. You are not being gentle right now. Or when you are dealing with people outside there, he will tell you, I say, you are not representing my interest right now by the way you are treating people. Amen. So that's so one is in, the, in, in, in soul winning. The second one is in the fruit of the spirit. The third area is in your career and your business. God wants you to be fruitful in your finances in your job, in your business, he, he wants you to, to produce fruit in this very area. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 6 and verse number 8 of Deuteronomy, it says, wherever you go, 
And whatever you do, you will be fruitful. Wherever you go, that means everywhere I go, I have one expectation, I will be fruitful. I will see increase. Whatever I choose to do, whatever I get involved in will succeed. That means if I, if I, if I work with the children's ministry, the children's ministry will never fail. Whatever assignment God has called me, wherever he has placed me, whatever I put my hands to, God says such your faith in expectation that you will get result in that very area. Amen. Whether you're selling water, you should be fruitful. If you're selling dirt, you will be fruitful. If you're selling fruits, you will be fruitful. It's not what you are doing. It's whose presence that you are carrying in your life. We see this in the life of Joseph. Everywhere they put Joseph, he, he, he was producing fruits. Everywhere Joseph went, everywhere they put him at, he was producing fruits in unlikely areas. I mean, in Potiphar's house, before he got to Potiphar's house, it was going down. Nothing was working. The business was struggling. As soon as Joseph shows up in the house of Potiphar, whatever was dead began to come back to life. Whatever business was not working began to work because of the presence of God that he carried upon his life. As if that's not enough, then they put him in prison of the worst places. How do you produce fruits in prison? But it doesn't really matter. It, your environment does not dictate to you whether you succeed or not. It is the promise of God's word and your faith that causes you to succeed anywhere you go. Wherever you find yourself in, you will succeed. If they put you, if somebody leaves you in the desert, there's no water, there's no food. If they come back three days time, you're going to have water for them to drink. Hallelujah. You're going to have fruit for them because why? What you are carrying will enable you to turn a desert place into an oasis. Hallelujah. I need to get a better amen church. And that's the mindset I walk in. Pastoring this church from day one, I always tell myself, son, you cannot fail. Even if others did not succeed, you cannot fail. Why? Because God said, whatever you do and wherever you go, you will succeed in it. In verse, it in verse number 8 says, the Lord will guarantee a blessing here again on everything you do and will fill and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he's given you. Look at what he, he said. The Lord will guarantee the word that means God will see to it that you succeed. If you are a student, if you are in school, you cannot fail. Well, others are failing, but you cannot fail because you belong to another uh, God's covenant. Well, but you are, you are in real estate. You will succeed. You will flourish wherever you find yourself in. Whether you are a banker, whatever you it's in whatever you do. You will produce fruit in that very area. Are you with me this morning, church? This is the promise of God's word. We should live with expectation that I am prospering. I am succeeding in every area of my life. Let me share something with you. Okay, fine. I, I'm called to pastor a church, so I expect to succeed in the area of my assignment. But you may not be called to pastor a church. You may be called to be a nurse. You may be called to be a doctor. You may be called to be a technician or whatever area you are. It doesn't really matter. Expect to succeed in the area where others are failing. 
Come on, say amen this morning, church. I have such expectation that we will make, when we started this church, I made up my mind, son, you cannot fail. You cannot lose with what is on your life. Was it, was it Ike, Reverend Ike? Who used to say, you can lose with the stuff I use. <laughs> well, there was something he was saying about that. He was saying, man, I'm carrying something on my life. I have a covenant with the creator of the universe. If you notice, look at everyone that followed God. Whether it's Abraham, whether it's Isaac, whether it's Jacob. Every one of them succeeded and bore fruit in, when they were kept in a difficult situation. I don't know, um, there, 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 there's, there's somebody, uh, I'm receiving the word of knowledge, on your job, they are putting limitations. I don't know if the person is here or on streaming live, but they are putting you in a place where they say she will not, she will not do well in this very area. Uh, this is a dead end for this very area. We will never hear from them. They won't go anywhere. They've gone as far as we want them to go. But God is asking me to tell you that you get ready. Even in that very place, God is still going to turn that area into an oasis because you are there. You know, you know how on, on, on job, the, the, this person I'm picking up, you know how they, they just, they don't want to, I don't know, maybe it's because of your skin color or your gender. I'm not sure I'm not seeing that part. But the part I'm seeing is that they are putting you in a place where they expect you to fail. They don't want you to succeed. They are expecting to hear something bad to happen to you in that very area. But even from that dark corner will come great news of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Say after me, everywhere I go and whatever I do, I am bearing fruit in the name of Jesus. Say amen. I'm talking about financially. Anywhere I go, you know, wherever I find myself in, I'm reminded of uh, uh, Jacob and his father-in-law. His father-in-law made it difficult for him to produce anything for him to get resolved his father put him in a very tight corner why because he wanted jacob to keep working for him for the rest of his life so he made sure that nothing will work for jacob but even in the most difficult situation and environment god still caused things to work in jacob's favor are you watching me? Are you in this room? And they've put you in a very tight corner, in a very difficult situation, whereby they, you can't produce. It's impossible from natural point of view to produce result. Hey, get ready. There's an anointing of the Holy Ghost coming upon your life, enabling you to produce fruits in the midst of a difficult environment and situation in Jesus' name. Say amen. Yeah, that's what happened for Jacob, you know. In the midst of what is happening, when Jacob left his father-in-law, you know what they said of Jacob? They say he has taken the glory. He has taken all the father's glory. When they talk about the glory, they are not talking about goods, goods bomb or goods bomb. No, no, no. They are talking about he took all the silver and all the gold and all the money. Amen. Because God gave Jacob an idea and a concept that turned his situation around. Another person is Isaac. Isaac was, nothing was working for anybody. Genesis chapter 26, yeah. 
Yeah, nothing was working. Yeah, thank you, Esther Rachel. Yeah, that's it. And he heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob had taken away all that was our fathers, and, and of that which was our fathers, hath he gotten all his glory. Well, the same thing with Isaac. He was put in a very tough situation. Nothing was working. In Genesis chapter 26, everybody was going one direction, and God said, J Isaac, you stay in the land. You stay where I'm asking you to stay. Because in that very same land where everybody's running away, everybody's saying it's difficult. Nothing works here. All oh, things are difficult. So you stay there because you will produce fruit. The Bible says God so increased Isaac to the point that he became the envy of his generation. I pray for you right now that in the month of June, God will so prosper you, increase you, enlarge you, that you'll become the envy of everyone around you in the name of Jesus. Where they are not getting results, you will begin to get results in that very area. Hallelujah. Amen. It's an Isaac prospered and he ripped a hundredfold in Genesis 26 verse number 12. He ripped in the same year. Same year where there was famine. Same year where there was recession. Same year where there was unemployment was very, very high. Same year when nobody could find a house. Same year when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. I pray that in the month of June, you will harvest more than you have planted in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord gives you testimony of a bountiful harvest. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe that with all of my heart. Amen. 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 And then the scripture tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse 5, speaking of Uzziah, it says that, and he sought God in the days of uh, Amaziah. He sought God. Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him fruit. God gave him success. Folks, don't look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Don't look at the news media. Look at God. Look at the promises of the word of God. Because your future is as bright as the promises of God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And I love Psalm 1 verse 3. And whatsoever he doeth, Whatsoever he doeth, whatsoever she does, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season, bearing fruit each month, bearing fruit each year, bearing fruit each season. Lift up your hands. I declare over your life in this very season, you are bearing fruit like never before in the name of Jesus. Say after me, in this season, I am bearing fruit. I am getting greater results like never before. In the name of Jesus. Say amen. And they prosper in all. And they prosper in all. And they prosper in all that they do. Praise God. That's why I'm so confident that I can never fail. One of the things I have never lacked in almost 24 years of pastoring this church here, there are three things we have never lacked. And, and the Lord reminded me of them. Number one, we've never lacked a place to worship. We have never been spiritually homeless. God has always provided and put a roof over this commission here. 
Well, as a partner of this ministry, you too, you can tap into that very grace and say, I will never lack a place to stay. Come on now, the Lord always puts a roof over my head because I belong to a commission. I'm part of a commission that is never stranded for where to stay in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's one. Then number two, we've never lacked resources to do what God called us to do. Amen. God has always provided us with resources to get the job done. Well, it's the same thing to whatever God has called you to do, to take care of your family, whatever vision or dream is put in your heart, I want you to tap into that very grace that I will never lack resources to carry out the vision and the mission and the dream that God has placed in my heart in the name of Jesus. The third thing we've never lacked is people. We have never lacked people. If you look at our picture when we started in the living room, when we moved to 813, when we moved to Rockbridge Road, God has always provided us with people. We've never lacked people. Well, I speak over your life. You will never lack destiny helpers in your life. Men and women are coming from the north, the east, the west, the south. They are coming to help you for the next level of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We have never, never, never in the history of this ministry ever lacked people. God has always provided us with people. Amen. All right. So as I round up now, so what are the keys to living the fruitful life? What are the keys? If I'm going to live the fruitful life, well, there are some things I need to do. Number one is in, is in John's gospel, chapter 15, from verse number one, I must abide in him. <laughs> oh, you got to stay connected to Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you become disconnected from him, the Bible says you will wither. You will dry off. Things will dry off. Things, you know, I've seen people who things are drying up in their lives. And the reason why they're drying up because they are not connected to the vine. Jesus said, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you, Jesus said. Remain in me. The King James Version says, abide in me. Folks, I don't care what you're going through. Remain in him. Do you have a delay? Remain in him. People are treating you wrong. Remain in him. One of many of the attacks the devil brings against you is to disconnect you from, your, from the vine. For instance, when you look at the tree, Jesus said he's the vine, we are the branches. The branch has to be connected to the vine. As long as the branch is connected to the vine, it, that branch will constantly be producing fruits. And so the enemy will come, storms will come, difficulties will come. To do what? To cut you off, to separate you, to disconnect you. Because when you are disconnected from the vine, the life of God is not surging or flowing through you no more. So Jesus said, remain in me, abide in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot be fruitful unless you do what church? Come and tell your neighbor, remain in him. Yeah. 
Say it again. Abide in him. Hallelujah. Stay connected. I don't care what is happening. Stay connected. You are sick in your body. Stay connected. Prayers has not yet been answered. Stay connected. Don't let nothing separate you. Don't let no, nobody, don't let anybody. Offense. I've seen people have allowed offense to disconnect them. Oh, they made me angry. No, 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 no. They didn't die for you. Somebody said, I'm not coming to church no more because somebody offended me. The church did not offend you. Jesus did not offend you. Hello, church. Amen. Remain in him. Abide in him. You know, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what, church? Nothing. I've seen people who, you see them one year, they are flourishing, they are bearing fruits, they are doing well. The next year you see them, you wonder what happened to them. Disconnection. I've seen them for five years, they are, they are doing well. And I've seen some believers who are on fire, who are, who are growing in their faith, and then you see them again and they've lost their zeal, lost their passion, no interest in the things of God. What happened? There's a disconnection that has taken place. And folks, many, that enemy will schedule opportunities to disconnect you. The enemy will bring things across your path. You have to be discerning to recognize that this is the devil coming to separate me from my life source. Remain plugged in him. At home, if you, if you unplug your TV from the wall, there's no, there's, there's no TV to watch. There's no power. We have to remain plugged. We have to remain hooked up. We have to remain connected to him. We have to do that. Amen. So number one, we must abide in him. Our fruitfulness is in our union with him. Here is another thing. Here's another thing. A healthy tree will always produce fruit. When you see a tree that is not bearing fruit, check the health of it. It is unhealthy. A healthy believer will always produce fruit. It doesn't matter where you put this believer as long as they are healthy. And the health of the believer is in our union with him. is in our connectivity. is in our being hooked up to him. When you are spiritually healthy, you will bear fruit. A healthy tree will always bear or produce fruit. Luke chapter 6 verse number 43 Luke chapter 6 verse 43 in the Passion Translation tells us this, that a healthy tree will always produce a healthy fruit. You will never find choice fruit hanging on a bad and unhealthy tree. And a rotten fruit doesn't hang on a good, healthy tree. So when you see a believer who is not producing, check their health. Check their roots. Something is not right. Something. So always look at your life. Something is not right. They are not connected. They are not plugged in. Because in every season, at all time, wherever I am, whether I'm in Timbuktu, whether I'm in Nigeria, whether I'm in America, no matter where I am, I will always produce fruit. It, take me anywhere. Take me to a desert. I will still produce because my, I'm planted in him. So, so the health of the believer, and many believers are not healthy. 
They are not healthy. I mean, many believers are spiritually diseased. They have been corrupted by bitterness, strife, offense, anger, unforgiveness. These things makes you unhealthy, thereby blocking your ability to produce fruits in your life. Offense, unforgiveness, bitterness, strife, quarrel, inability to get along with people. These are blessing, these are fruit blockers in your life. You can't afford that. You must always check yourself and make sure there is no room for these things to come. Can I get him in this morning, church? Very, very critical. And uh, another thing that, that can help you to, to bear fruit is Ezekiel chapter 31, verse number 4. Ezekiel chapter 31. Verse number four, I love what it says. Uh, uh, give, 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 okay, deep springs watered it and helped it to grow tall and luxuriant. The water flowed around it like a river, streaming to all the trees nearby. Give to me in the, in the Kim James Version, or the Kim James Version. The first word is, the waters made him great. The waters did what church made him great. Some people say America made him great. No. The army made him great. No. What made you great? The waters of the word of God. I am a word made man. You are a word made woman. People should look at your life and say, look, you are where you are because of the word of God. Not because of college degree. Not because of your gender. Not because of what, no, 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 no. I, I, am, I am where I am because the waters have made me. I pray for you in this very month that your result, your fruit will be traced to the water of the word of God. That what is making you is God's word. What's keeping you is God's word. What's causing you to be fruitful is the word of God. Are you hearing me now, church? You see, the waters made him great. The deep set, oh, may God set you up in the month of June to bear fruits. Hallelujah. The deep set him up on her with high rivers running round about his plants and set out her little rivers unto all the trees of the field. I love this word. The waters made him great. May your greatness, may your fruit, may your success be traced to the river of the word of God. Can I get a better amen this morning, church? May your health be traced to the river of the word of God. May your prosperity be traced to the river of the word of God. May your greatness be traced to the river of the word of God. May they not say it's because of your degree. May they not say because you went to college. May they, no, no, none of that. May they not say it's because of the country you live in. It doesn't matter what country you live in. If you allow the waters of the word, the word will make you great. The waters made him great. Hallelujah. May the waters of the word of God make you great in this very season. In the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, obedience. When you begin to obey God, begin to do what God tells you to do, that is how you begin to produce fruit. You begin to get result when God tells you, when God speaks to you. Hey, go witness to that person. 
go tell them that I love them, that I care for them. Oh, you could be in the grocery store and God will say to you, hey, pay for this person's grocery. Or you could be in a, in a, in a drive-thru at Chick-fil-A or any of these fast foods and the Holy Spirit will say to you, hey, pay for the food of the person coming after you. Obedience to, to the word of God will cause you to be a fruit. God will never tell you to do something if he doesn't have a harvest at the back of his mind. Whenever God tells you to do something, it's a set up. It's a divine setup. He is not, look, listen to me. He is not trying to take away from you. He's looking for an avenue to get something to you. The Bible says in Job chapter 36, verse number 11, it says, if they obey and serve him, if they obey and serve him, if they obey, if they listen and obey God, they will be blessed with what, church? Prosperity throughout their lives. All their years will be what, church? Blessed. Hey, this is what I declare every day. All my years are pleasant. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 19 says, if you be willing... And obedient, you will have what church. So when you are not experiencing plenty, could it be it's because there's an instruction he has given you? Whether it's instruction on tithing, whether it's instruction on sowing, whether it's instruction on giving, whether it's instruction, whatever he instructs you to do, as you do it, you will see fruit, you will see plenty, you will see increase, you will see abundance. But whenever God wants to turn your situation around, he will give you an instruction. Notice, everyone in the Bible whom God turned their situation around, he gave them an instruction. Told them to do something. Said to Naaman, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Amen. The woman of Zarephath, 1 Kings chapter 17. He said, hey, you give to the prophet first of all. You feed him. Give him the first flower. Give it to him. And that turned, that began the season of overflow, of no lack, of no, of no, no deprivation in the woman. She and her son did not lack anything. Hallelujah. So from time to time, God will give you, in the case of Isaac, Isaac, stay in the land. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Stay there. You will be a fruit in that very land. And Isaac, verse number three said, and Isaac dwelt in the land. In the case of Abraham, he said, Abraham, you get out of your father's house. Get out of familiarity. Get out of what you know. I want to take you to, to experience the honor. I want to take you to a place you've never been before. Abraham, get out from where you are because I want to do something with your life. And the Bible says, and Abraham departed. That's the obedient part of that. Abraham obeyed. Abraham did what God told him to do. In my life, many of the losses I've experienced were because I thought I knew better. Tell me, hey, don't go this route. And I went there and at the end of the day, he didn't pay off work. Don't invest in this very thing. And I, How many of you, from time to time, you think you know better than the Holy Spirit? I have. You know, he said, Do, I said, don't invest here. Come on now. I begin to give him all the reasons why this will work. But he said it will not work. You know, I heard about the Titanic. Anybody heard about the Titanic? Okay. It, 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 they said the, 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 the person who built the Titanic 
was even bragging that even God himself cannot sink the Titanic. That's what he said. He said, he said, this, thing is so, he said this thing is so secure, not even God himself can sink the Titanic. That's what, that's what he said. He said, no, no, this is, un, this is an un, 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 unsinkable, unsinkable vessel. He can't, it's not, he said, even the God of the universe, this is too much, he can't handle, he can't sink this. So they asked one man, John D. Rockefeller, to, to get insurance, to insure the ship, to insure it. Now, as a businessman, as a businesswoman, if this ship is unsinkable, isn't that a good place for you to invest in? Come on, let me, isn't that a good place to him? I mean, this will never sink. It's a safe investment. So when they told him to invest in, he said, look, I need to go pray first of all. He went to pray and said, God, should I insure the Titanic? And God said, no, don't, don't, don't invest in it. He called them and said, no, I don't want to do that. They said, this is a lucrative business. He said, I know, but I'm not doing it. Somebody else insured this, the ship. How many of you know what happened? What do you think John D. Rockefeller will be saying on the morning the ship sunk? Lord, I thank you. Can you imagine the millions of dollars he would have lost in that process? Paying all the family members, the death and all that. For you and I in the month of June, whatever instruction God gives you, you do it. In John chapter 2, Mary said to the servants, what Ever he tells you to do. He tells you to win souls, to tell people, you do it. What am I telling you? He tells you to be a blessing to a brother, to be a blessing to a sister, to sow a certain amount. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. His mother said unto the servants, whatever he said unto you, do it. He said, the Bible said, when they wanted wine, when they wanted something extra, or when they wanted result, when they wanted fruit, Ma Mary said to them, hey, 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 whatever he tells you to do, you do it. I want to encourage you in this very month of June, be sensitive to Holy Spirit signals, listen to what he tells you to do. He may tell you, hey, give $20 to this person. Be a blessing to that individual. So it may not make any sense to you, but I'm telling you, God is setting you up. Come on now. Are you with me this morning, church? Let's stand to our feet. I want, to, I want us to pray briefly. I want us to pray very quickly uh, uh, before. Uh, let's come closer here. Let's pray together. What are we praying? That this very month here will be the most productive month of your life. I said, this month will be the most fruitful season of your life. I said, you can come forward. Let's pray. Come, come to the altar. Let's pray together. This month, you are yielding. You are producing fruits. You are getting result at a proportion you have never gotten before. In the supernatural name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you with me this morning, church? You are getting, can you move this? Can you move, move, yeah. Can, yes. You are getting result like never before. This month here, whether other people are selling houses or not, you, you are selling more houses than anybody else. Amen. Amen. Well, there are no houses. As far as you are concerned, the house for your clients, they will be available. Amen. 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 I want you to, another thing that, that
that, that, that I want you to be in expectation is faith. God, I'm expecting increase. I'm expecting increase on my job. I'm in, expecting promotion, increase, expansion, abundance in the name of Jesus. Some of you watching me, maybe your own area you want to see fruit is in the fruit of the womb. It has to do with every area of your life. You desire to have a child. Well, get ready. Lord, I thank you because you are shaping and causing everything to come together. Where the doctors say it will never happen for me, that's not my portion. It is happening for me. Hallelujah. I am the seed of Abraham. Glory to God. I'm, I'm connected to the vine. Therefore, I can never fail. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to the message brought to you today by Overcomers Christian Fellowship. If this message has been a blessing to you, will you consider partnering with us? Your financial contribution will go towards furthering the gospel here in the United States and abroad. Overcomers Christian Fellowship greatly appreciates your contribution and pray that it is met a hundredfold. May God's countenance shine upon you and his hand steadily be upon your life. You can connect with our ministry by visiting www.ocfinternational.org.